My name is Cliff. I'm a compulsive overeater. Hi. Uh, I'm grateful to be here because, uh, in truth, I should be dead. Um, I came into this program, uh, I guess, about a little over 11 years ago, April uh, 1st, 2007, which was April Fool's Day, which was a perfectly appropriate time. I didn't expect to be here. God tricked me into coming into the rooms of Overeaters Anonymous. <laughs> Uh, I was supposed to give a presentation at a, at a speaking club and our topic was National Alcohol Awareness Day. That brought me to AA. That reminded me of having gone to OA 35 years before. It didn't take at that time. I went out and I, was, and I got the questions that I needed and I thought, uh, I, I thought to myself, well, you know, I can try, I can see what they're doing at OA now. And, um, and so, I went and looked, and I didn't look for a meeting that would be convenient. I looked not, not for one that would be convenient to most people. I looked for one where there wouldn't be one, so I could say, hey, I, I went and tried. And, uh, and I plugged in a filter of basically I wanted it on a Sunday, and then I wanted it on a Sunday night. Surely nobody would have a meeting on a Sunday night. As it turned out, there was one meeting. It was on a Sunday night in Dallas, Texas. Uh, and it was uh, held at a uh, Jewish congregation. I happened to be Jewish. Uh, the first time I had gone, it was actually at a, uh, at a Catholic church in the basement, and I felt, it felt awkward to me at that point in time. So I went to this particular meeting, and I hated the meeting. It was not only uh, in person, but it was also on the phone. And if I had known it was on the phone, I would have just called in and I would have, uh, you know, listened about a few minutes and then hung up because I didn't like it. But uh, as it turns out, there was a woman there uh, who said that she had lost 130 pounds uh, in a year without exercising. And for the seven years preceding the, the program, I had been doing uh, long-distance athletic events weighing 385 pounds. I did marathons, I did triathlons in Hawaii, I did a 100-mile uh, bicycle ride in Arizona, and, uh, but I knew better than to uh, you know, try to run. I always walked, I, I swam, and I biked so that I didn't put pressure on, my, on, my, uh, on, on the joints. So um, I went there, I tried to run away, but because it was also on the phone, uh, I stupidly left my phone number, and before I even got out of the driveway, somebody had called me, and uh, you know, and I had, and I could, I, I was such a people pleaser, I couldn't get off the phone, and he kept telling me, well, you know, he said, oh, you don't need to do those things. Those guys are food Nazis, and it happened to be what was called OA90. Uh, and for those who are unfamiliar with it, it's a, it's a very structured program. It, you know, I, have, I don't have flour, sugar, sweeteners, or caffeine. I have three meals a day uh, and nothing in between, and I weigh and measure my food, and I have a life in between. Um, I did not, uh, I still didn't think that was going to be for me. That guy kept on talking. Uh, I was driving to the local grocery store, or one of the local grocery stores, uh, it was a, a, one of my, the sites of what I didn't know was called binging because I was going to go out and I was going to buy the groceries. I knew which ones I could eat in the store and still pay for them. I knew which ones I could uh, eat on the way home. I knew which ones would not melt before my wife went to bed. 
and uh, I knew which ones would be there in the morning when I woke up. And uh, for some reason, um, as I'm sitting in the parking lot at the grocery store, uh, I, I heard something that said, you can do this. And uh, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I figured that I had done these before. I had done no flour, no sugar, no sweeteners, and no caffeine. Never had done them all at one time. And, uh, and I'd even weighed and measured, but I didn't really know about that for a couple of weeks. And uh, so I went in, I bought abstinent foods, and I went home, uh, again, thinking I was going to go on a diet. And uh, I found myself one night with my, uh, my head in a bowl of organic fruit in the uh, refrigerator, and I couldn't get my head out of it. And I thought, oh my God, there may be something to this compulsive overeating. <laughs> and uh, uh, I had signed up for a, a, a friend of mine uh, at, uh, you know, a friend of mine had told me that she had had bariatric surgery and she said it was the best thing that she'd ever done. And, uh, and she said, Cliff, you really ought to, ought to think about it. And I had thought to myself, you know, I know why you did it. You're fat, I'm not. I weighed 385 pounds and was doing triathlons. I am not fat. Um, but I went ahead and signed up. She gave me a phone number. I signed up for the orientation. Um, and it just so happened that the orientation was, uh, you know, it was like six or eight weeks in advance you had to sign up. I went to OA for about two weeks and uh, somebody on that Sunday night, they said, have you found a sponsor? And I thought to myself, hell no, I haven't found a sponsor. I'm not looking for something that works. I'm looking for something that fails. You know, because that's everything else had failed. I had done everything I possibly could. And she scribbled the name of somebody on, on a piece of paper. I shoved it in my pocket. Uh, the next day was the bariatric surgery orientation. This uh, wonderful doctor, uh, very well-intentioned, you know, he's up there in his white coat, young, thin, you know, is basically telling us uh, no flour, no sugar, no sweeteners, no caffeine, not in, but in different words, because he said the flour gums up the opening, the sugar causes something called the dumping syndrome, and that it, for my source of caffeine and sweeteners was primarily diet drinks, and because of the surgery, it would take you two hours to drink one diet drink. And, uh, and I said, well, I, I, you know, that sounds, that sounds pretty reasonable to me. I mean, so what are you going to do, Cliff? Are you going to do a, uh, are you going to pay $40,000 that you don't have or 60 uh, or pay $2 a meeting? I may be dumb, but I wasn't stupid. And, uh, and, and then they got up there talking about different insurance companies, and he said, oh, they don't pay for it, they don't pay for it, nobody pays for it, which is why we have the lap band surgery. And God bless you, if you've had any of these things, if I could have afforded them, I would have had them. There is no doubt in my mind. But, uh, but as it turns out, he says, we have the lap band surgery so that we can finance it just like you buy a used car. I said, oh my God. I'm buying surgery from a used car salesman in a white coat. And God bless him. I mean, you know, uh, but uh, so anyway, I went back. I called that guy. This woman had given me his phone number. He said, you know, uh, she had told me he was busy. He said, I'm busy, 
but I'll help you get started uh, if you come to this other meeting. And I went to that other meeting, and um, for eight and a half years, he was my sponsor. I lost 190 pounds, um, you know, and that was without surgery, without pills. And even though you see these pictures of me exercising and doing the triathlons, I quit exercising. I had to in order to prepare all the food that I needed, you know. It was, you know, but, but that's the crazy part about it is I had to pay attention and give priority to what it was that, that I needed, that God wanted me to nourish my body with. And um, I went through this program and continue with this program. Um, you know, I, I, the, uh, you know, when I was growing up, I was always heavy. I was always fat. I was always in husky. I was always, uh, you know, changing sizes. I remember when, you know, clothes would split and I could feel the flab between the, uh, between the openings. I remember chafing, chafing legs. I remember the embarrassment at the president's national, you know, fitness type of things where you had to do the broad jump and, you know, you know, uh, I have no idea. I can't even remember how short my broad jump was uh, or the or the president, the 440 yard dash or, or things like that. And I just it, it was crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, somehow I made it through through uh, through high school, through elementary school, what have you, and made it into college where I actually grew. I was 5'10 when I graduated high school, and I was 6'3 by the time I got, you know, my, my freshman year in college. Well, you would have thought that would have been a, you know, a real help. But no, uh, you know, because I, they thought I was on the football team in, while I was in the dorm, and so they let me eat as much as I wanted. And I went through those lines and I got everything that I wanted and just continued to gain weight, uh, never feeling comfortable in my own skin. And um, like I said, you know, uh, I did get married. I don't know why my wife stayed married to me, but actually today is our 38th anniversary. And, uh, and uh, you know, after coming into program, I was in program about... Uh, Oh, uh, four or five months, I had lost about 90 pounds, and, or excuse me, no, wait a minute, I was, I was in, in about four or five months, I'd lost about 40 some odd pounds, and, uh, and I remembered having had a dream a few months before coming into program, and my dream was I was lying in my grave, and I was looking up, and I was watching my two daughters cry, crying over their father being buried at an early age. And I thought, you know, and there was nothing I could do about it. And, and now my waking vision was that my daughters would no longer see their father be buried at an early age, but that I would get to see them get married. And neither one of them was engaged. Uh, uh, one was dating somebody, but I have since walked both daughters down the aisle. Actually, uh, uh, due to the internet officiant uh, status, uh, officiated at one of my daughter's weddings. And, uh, and I now have three grandsons, um, you know, six, four, and one will turn three next week. And, um, you know, and I can get down on the ground and I can crawl on all fours and I can get up on my own and I'm, and I'm 65 and I, 
feel better today than I did when I was 30, um, which is, you know, that's, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, you know, I guess as I get older, uh, you know, I will have the aches and pains, and there are some of those, but, uh, but still in comparison to all the things that I did when I was young, it's nothing. Um, we, um, um, you know, this program, uh, this program is, has just been such a joy for me. I mean, um, you know, it's not always easy. I mean, I'm here, it's Thanksgiving. And of course, everybody has these wonderful spreads on the table, and um, and we're, you know. And, but I I I pack my own food just in case. If they happen to have something that I can have, I'll I'll weigh and measure it or I'll estimate it. Uh, I even had something that came up yesterday, and I called my sponsor and told him what was going on, and uh, and he said, Well, Cliff, he says you're not binging. You're not trying to, you know, look for the hit or anything like that. So, you know, go ahead, do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, um, and I'm just appreciative of that because I don't have, I don't want to take back my self-will. Uh, and, and God has given me so many, many, many things. Um, you know, uh, the least of which is having lost 190 pounds. Um, he's given me you know, relationships with my wife, relationships with my children, my grandkids. He's given me relationships with him and even with myself. You know, I didn't know who I was. There's a, there's a passage in, in the, uh, in, in any, uh, well, well, we'll just say in any, many religious areas and it talks about God will remove your heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh and put his spirit in you. And that's exactly what he did. And, you know, God was my surgeon. He was my heart transplant surgeon. And the, the fellowship of Overeaters Anonymous is my heart transplant team. Because every one of you has helped me uh, become a better person, become a better father, just become a better human being. Um, you know, uh, how are we doing on time? 2.45. Oh, okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, let me give you, you know, uh, a, a quick story, I think, about, uh, about how God has come into my life for different ways. You know, my brother needed a, a kidney transplant, and I couldn't donate. And, uh, you know, I had, I had tried. I tried four times. I still don't know whether I would have. You know, you don't know until you actually, you can, you can attempt. And uh, as it turns out, we had been doing research and he had been turned down and the laws had changed. And he was uh, very upset, very depressed because the laws changing put him at the end of the line. Uh, and uh, he was on dialysis seven days a week uh, for nine hours a day. And, uh, and, and what happened was my sister put on the back of her car, my brother needs a kidney, and put her phone number on it and they were driving from Houston to San Antonio to check out a different hospital. A woman uh, saw the sign at the gas station. She said, I'd like to help, and she was a perfect match. And, uh, and he got a live kidney donation from a 21-year-old 20, girl, and I told him he got the, he got the kidney of Secretariat. And, uh, you know, and, and again, you know, this would never have happened. I should be dead 
by all rights, I should be dead. I weighed 385 pounds and I should not have been doing triathlons. I had done all the other things. I should have had a heart attack. Oh, and by the way, I, I have, you know, I have atrial fibrillation and I've had it for decades. But the, and the interesting thing is they tell you that uh, you, you're not supposed to eat greens, you know, because it, it causes the, the blood to, uh, uh, to coagulate. And I went to my cardiologist, my cardiologist, uh, I said, well, look, if you know exactly how much greens you're going to have, can you increase the amount of rat poison that I can have, that's Coumadin, uh, and, uh, and, and adjust it for that? And he said, well, nobody ever asked us that question. <laughs> and I said, well, okay. He said, yeah, we can do that. And so I did that. I mean, it's only God asking these questions. I'm not the one who's asking them, you know. And I did that, lost 190 pounds, got off of all of this, all the medications with, you know, for blood pressure, for, you know, for, uh, you know, blood thinning, for everything. And now I go into my cardiologist. I used to see him once a month, and now I see him once a year. And in one year, I even forgot and didn't go. And he comes in, and he, I've never seen any doctor come in laughing. Thank you laughing and we hug and you know it's just it's just amazing um leave you with one last thing you know when i walked into this into the oa rooms i like the uh the visualization of i was a, you know when you see a candle and that candle you blow the candle out and you see that wisp of smoke go up and then you look back at the wick and, the, uh, and there's that little orange ember on the end of the wick just waiting to fade. And, uh, well, that was me. That was me in OA because I was that orange ember. And it was only in this program through God and the people in OA gently blowing on that wick that I came back to full flame. And if it can happen for me, I know it can happen for you. One day at a time one day at a time. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. And God bless us all. Oh, that's okay. Okay. Thank you, Arlene.